Chris Godwin gets the franchise tag, leaving a big question about Carlton Davis's future with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The NFL went absolutely bananas with quarterback news ahead of the franchise tag deadline. We're going to dive into what's next in the quarterback market and probably saying goodbye to Leonard Fournette. All that and more on this episode of Locked On Bucks podcast. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation? Welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. We thank you so much for making us your first listen or view every day. I am James Yarko, joined as I always am on Wednesdays by my buddy Evan Klosky of 10 Tampa Bay. You can find everything I'm doing, written content uh, over at BucksNation.com. And of course, you can follow everybody on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, at WTSP, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Again, we thank you for making us your first listen or view every day. And obviously the big news we knew it was coming up is that Chris Godwin gets the franchise tag for the second consecutive season. That means if he does end up playing on this tag, he's going to get paid over $19 million this year. So the way it all went down on Tuesday, news broke early in the morning that the Bucks and Godwin were working really hard to try to hammer out a deal ahead of that four o'clock franchise tag deadline couldn't find an agreement on the terms and as a result the Buccaneers opted to use that franchise tag to lock in Godwin making sure he didn't hit the market tagging him for the second straight year he'll get 19.2 million dollars guaranteed if he plays under this deal now basically the Bucks have until the middle of July to get a long-term deal done with him but if they want to alleviate some of that 19.2 million as far as cap number is concerned they got to hammer out something with him before the uh new league year officially starts next wednesday uh obviously a lot of key free agents about to hit the market it's not bad news but it's not really good news either evan yeah uh it's a little bit confusing to be honest um a, it's confusing from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers side because all we hear about is we cannot imagine a future without Chris Godwin. Uh, they certainly have followed through with that because they've tagged him twice. Now, what he's making this year is still very much in line with what he would probably make um, over the course of his contract. Different when we talk about salary cap hit, and we'll, we'll talk to that in a little bit. But um you know, so the, so the $19.2 million isn't an outrageous number to spend for a guy like Chris Godwin. Uh, having said that, this still creates murkiness in the future. A guy who's 26, someone that you want in this franchise for a long time. And then for Chris Godwin, obviously, you would imagine for a dude coming off a torn ACL, MCL, he wants a long-term deal as well. And they definitely want to make that happen. So, um you know, I, we don't know what the figures were being thrown around um, with discrepancy and whatever they're talking about. Uh, in the end, though, this does hurt Tampa Bay's ability to bring back one or two other options if they cannot figure out this long-term deal by 
March 16th. And honestly, they need to do it by March 14th, which is when the legal tampering period starts, because that's when all these free agents are going to get snatched up immediately. So it's concerning. Uh, as you mentioned, not bad news because Chris Godwin is for sure going to be back in Tampa Bay next season. And they absolutely need him along with Mike Evans, even though we have no idea who is throwing him the ball or them the ball for that matter. But it creates more question marks. And honestly, this entire offseason has been one question mark over another question mark over another question mark. And it's very confusing to figure out what is the game plan here. I just, I just don't know. Um, you know, Greg Allman of the Athletic did a tremendous breakdown of how the Bucks can still create tons of cap space. Right now, they're at like two point something million dollars in cap space, uh, with a handful of deals, um, some restructures, some extensions, some, you know, releasing. You, you can probably get that number up to forty six million dollars in salary cap space for this year. So that gives you a lot of wiggle room to sign some guys. If you were to get Chris Godwin under a long-term deal, you can probably get that close to $60 million in cap space. And the NFC is bad. It's bad. It's wide so, open right now. So it is. I mean, just, you know, I just don't know. And a quarterback is – I don't know if there's an answer to fix the quarterback situation. So, the, you know, they're bad. And, and the Bucks might be like, well, we're going to be bad too because we can't get a dang quarterback. Deshaun Watson's still a question mark. We still don't even know if the Glazers would sign off on that, even if it goes through. I just saw that Deshaun Watson is going to plead the fifth uh, on Friday. during. So that's going to create no movement at all for teams to figure out. Right. So, yeah, it's uh, – Unsettling times for Buccaneers fans. I, I certainly understand that. Could be Trask time. Could be on the Blaine train. Could be Trubisky time. Who knows what's going to happen in Tampa. But, yeah, you're you're 100% right. And we see a team like the Green Bay Packers, and I'm going to talk about you know, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers coming up in a little while. But they're over the salary cap. Over. And then you have these wild numbers being thrown around about how Aaron Rodgers is going to get $150 million guaranteed over the next four years. And then they franchise tag Devontae Adams. And it's it's like, and I realize Rodgers has kind of disputed the numbers that were being thrown around by Schefter and, and Rappaport. But teams can free up this cap space in the blink of an eye. There's there's easy and, and there's also creative ways of doing it. We saw the Bucks do it last year. So I'm not stressing about the cap space right now um if they want somebody bad enough they'll figure out a way to make it work the question is is that going to you know hurt them down the road or you know what's what's the hang up there because we've seen the saints kick the can down the road for the last like 15 years and it never seems to catch up to them ever i i don't understand how it happens it's that new orleans voodoo that they have going on down there but you're 100% right. You know, the, the quarterback obviously is a huge question mark. And the Godwin thing, yeah, it's great. I'm I'm stoked that Chris Godwin is going to be back for at least 2022. I'm confident that he is going to get that long long-term deal before at least the July deadline because I'm pretty steadfast in the belief that if they force Chris Godwin to play under the franchise tag for a second consecutive year, that is going to be his last year in Tampa. I think he would eventually move on and say, "You know what? You've had two shots at this." To, to get this right and, and to 
give me what I'm worth and, and give me my value. And I haven't seen it. So I'm going to go somewhere that will. Yeah. You know, I, I don't necessarily know if that's the case either. We'll see. I mean, honestly, I, I think the the tag probably helps Chris Godwin more than the Buccaneers. You know, uh, the Buccaneers are tagging a guy who is recovering from ACL and MCL surgery. There's no guarantee that he even plays at the start of the season. Um, he could, but, you know, usually with people with those injuries, it, it takes a little bit to get going again. And it, so you're tagging a dude um, for that amount of money to nurse him back to health. And then there's no guarantee that you got him in the future when you, you, you got him back on his feet. So I, I, they got to figure out some way to, to make this work. If he is such a priority, if he's priority number one, then make him priority number one and, and sign him long-term. And, and I get it. You know, they might be asking for a fatter number than you would want. Um, you know, maybe it's in the hundred millions, you know, which would, I think for the Buccaneers make them a little, little pissy, but it's just, um, yeah, it's it's odd, uh, but uh, but from everything we've seen, uh, it, it does seem like the, the conversations have been cordial. It, it, it doesn't. A lot of people want to get tagged twice to piss, but this this has not seemed like one of those instances. Yeah, uh, and and Godwin's a pretty he's a pretty understanding guy, pretty pretty level headed, down to earth. You know, maybe maybe I'm reading too much into it. I would you know venture to guess that the average player would be little frustrated, but maybe Godwin isn't. Maybe he enjoys, uh, you know, being in Tampa and he figures, all right, well, you know, we'll get it. We'll get it done at some point. I'm not sure. Uh, but and, and a conspiracy theory I'll throw out there, by the way, is 2023, more quarterbacks are available. You figure out who you're bringing in a quarterback, get that cap situation figured out, and then sign up to a long-term deal when you have the quarterback and you know exactly how you should structure it, even though you can restructure things anyway. Um, you know, but I'm just trying to trying to make sense of it all. That could be a chicken or the egg conversation where it's like, well, you know, we want to bring in this quarterback, but he wants to know that Godwin is going to be here, but Godwin wants to know who the quarterback's going to be before he commits to long term. Uh, yeah, could be could be an interesting situation. It's going to be a fun next, I don't know, like 12 to 15 months talking about what the world is this team doing. But <laughs> you know, coming, coming up in just a moment, I'm going to be diving into a couple of big name free agents that pretty much I believe are out the door, one of which has fairly certainly come out and said it himself. But first, you know, it is the time of year where I've, I have just absolutely given up on my New Year's resolutions. They were around for like a week, but I have stuck to eating a little bit healthier. And of course, Built Bars helped me do exactly that. And if you haven't tried the Puffs, you are missing out on some of the best tasting bars out there. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. They are going to become a fan favorite of anyone who tries them with outstanding flavors like cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, and banana cream pie. All the Built Bars, the Puffs, and the OGs covered in 100% real chocolate. You know, Built Bars are containing around 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, 17 grams of protein. 
And at Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then they figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how they do it, but when it comes to the reverse engineering, nobody is better than Built Bar. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Segment two here of the Locked On Bucks podcast to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It is also free and available wherever you get your podcast. So we have Godwin on the franchise tag now, which means Carlton Davis is about to test the market. A number one corner isn't easy to find. So you would expect that Davis is going to garner a lot of attention. We kind of ran through a couple of the teams that would probably be interested on yesterday's episode when I was with David. Now, this does not mean that the Bucks are not going to get Carlton Davis back. It just seems unlikely at this stage once a bidding war begins, as Evan and I talked about in the previous segment. Evan, of course, is not here anymore for those of you watching on the YouTube and you see just me. Evan had to leave. He had some things he had to take care of before the... Uh, the late night broadcast of the news there on 10 Tampa Bay. So you really need Chris Godwin to get this deal done so that the Bucks are able to free up some extra money in order to pursue Carlton Davis. Now, as was laid out, Greg Allman showed a way that the Buccaneers could free up about $18 million in the blink of an eye. I've gone through and I played with it and I realized that, that messing around with restructures and, and cuts and, and things like that on over the cap or, or some of these other websites, it's not the same thing as what the NFL teams actually do. But there are plenty of ways to free up a lot of money you know, in a very, very quick way. So you, you can free up the money for Carlton Davis if he is within the budget that you have for him. All of these players have a number attached to them in the minds of Jason Light, John Spitek and all the guys in the front office that we want this guy back, but we can't spend more than this amount of money on them because we have to spend you know X amount on player A. We have to spend Y amount on player B. We got to spend Z amount on player C and so on and so forth. So if the Buccaneers have something in their head where they're like, look, we really need Carlton Davis back. We want him to continue to be our number one corner but we can't go over the $18 million threshold or we're going to lose these two guys as a result. You let Carlton Davis go out, see what his market value is. I think it would be north of $18 million, and that's just a number I threw out there. Yeah, let, let's be honest. I don't, I don't have any insight as to you know a hard number that they have attached to Davis and what they're willing to spend. But for the sake of this argument, if their number's at 18 and Carlton Davis – by the time the new league year rolls around and he's gone through the legal tampering or the open negotiating window, whatever it is, all the stuff that actually started a month ago at the, at the senior bowl. And he's got two to three offers that are North of 19 million. He may just go ahead and take him, or he may go to the bucks and say, look, the new England Patriots are losing JC Jackson. They offered me 19.25 million per year on an average basis. Can you guys match it? Can you guys can you guys get me you know the same amount of money, structure it however you know however Davis wants to do it and say look this is what I have on the table I want to stay here in Tampa I want to try to win another championship here I like playing for Todd Bowles what can you guys do for me and the Bucks will either find a way to make it happen or they'll say you know what 
We thank you so much for the Super Bowl that you helped us win. You know, we just, we can't afford to do that right now. But best of luck in New England. And, you know, we appreciate everything you've done for this franchise. And Carlton Davis moves on. It's as simple as that. So there are there are other options out there on the free agency market. Again, David kind of ran through some on, on yesterday's episode. I really wanted to talk to Evan about Tariq Woolen. You know, that's his guy out of San Antonio. He's a converted wide receiver. He was out there making interceptions with a club on his hand. He, he's a potential stud. I'm not saying he's going to step in and be the number one corner right off the bat. And do you trust Jamel Dean? Do you trust Sean Murphy Bunting to step up and play that role in the absence of Carlton Davis? I don't know. You know, it may be a situation where the Buccaneers say, look, we lost Carlton Davis. We can't afford JC Jackson. We don't have another number one corner out there on the market. We're going to have to go all in on the draft and try to find a way to get sauce out of the University of Cincinnati. It, it could play into something like that, or much like we've seen with the Seattle Seahawks, and I'll get to them here in just a little while. Yeah, is this a, a situation where they're going to bring back as many of the core players as they can? And whatever they don't get this season, they're they're kind of punting this season away. I mean, the NFC, Evan said it, and he's 100% right. The NFC is going to be bad. It's going to be down to like three teams to go to the Super Bowl. Green Bay, Los Angeles is going to make another run at it. And then maybe, maybe Dallas. You know, I I love a lot of the players on the Buccaneers. They have a ton of talent still on the roster. They have a ton of talent that they are going to be able to bring back. But do I trust Blaine Gabbard or Kyle Trask to lead them deep into the playoffs? Well, if you're asking me on March 8th, March 9th, no. No, I don't. So this may be a season where they're like, you know what? We need to, we need to prepare for the future as best we can by reloading as much as we can now. And the holes that we can't fill via free agency or the draft this year, those are going to be our priorities in 2023. And we're going to have a championship caliber team back on the field within two years. Because it's very possible the way this team is laid out is absolutely 100% possible that whatever holes you don't fill, quarterback being the most important one, you can have, you can, it, it's not a rebuild, it's a reload. You can reload a championship caliber roster in two off seasons for this Buccaneer squad. So one of the players that is probably not going to be part of that future potential championship core, unfortunately appears to be Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette took to Instagram on Tuesday and he had this to say for those of you watching on YouTube, I am putting the, uh, the graphic up so you can see the post that he did himself. But Leonard Fournette says they could never say I didn't give it my all every time I suited up. Didn't really have time to reflect on the season, but I'm thankful. Appreciate my teammates, coaches, family, fans for everything. Hashtag playoff Lenny. Tom Brady comments Lombardi Lenny. Uh, you, you have some players showing their, their appreciation and their love. Lots of fans commenting. Lots of fans hitting the like button. Um but he is very apparently talking about his time with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the past tense. I think Leonard Fournette is in a position now where he has established who he is as a running back. He has established that he is a passing, a pass catching back. He can walk, 
you know, on passing downs. He can run the ball effectively. He can be a good teammate. And I think he's going to parlay this into an opportunity to play for a team that has championship aspirations. You take a look at a team in the AFC that could have, should have, would have gone to a Super Bowl with just a little bit of help at the running back position. You take a look at a team like the Buffalo Bills. Can you imagine Leonard Fournette being a guy there to help out Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs? It would be an incredible fit. Now, does you know playoff Lenny want to be snowbird Lenny? You know, does he want to play in the cold and the snow in Buffalo? I don't know. You have a lot of moves being made across the NFL a week ahead of this, you know, the start of the new league year. There are going to be options for Leonard Fournette. He will be the number one running back somewhere. I expect it to be on a, a championship contending team, whether that's Buffalo, whether that's, I, I mean, he could end up in Los Angeles. Um, somehow they have an, a, just an endless supply of, of money. Could he be the lead back in Denver? Could he go join Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos and be kind of the missing piece of their offense? Now they need a tight end as well. And, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But Leonard Fournette is not going to be short on options. I would just be surprised if he chose a team like the Detroit Lions or the New York Jets. If it's all about money and, and a, a seller dweller is willing to throw a lot of money at him, Lenny has his ring. He is Lombardi Lenny. Uh, so maybe he does try to cash in one more time real big uh, before he, he has to kind of hang it up or, or be relegated to that number two or number three running back option later on in his career. But I think Leonard Fournette got a taste of the success that he can have as an individual. He got a taste of the success he can have as a member of a team. And I truly believe that that's where his mindset is now. His mindset is going to be that he wants to be part of another championship roster. So plenty of options are going to be out there for him in that facet. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to talk about all of the madness that ensued during Tuesday's race up to the franchise tag deadline because it was just hit after hit after hit on the uh, the breaking news front for the NFL. Wrapping things up here on a Wednesday edition of Locked On Buck Podcast. James Yarko flying solo for the rest of this episode. But of course, shout out to Evan Klosky for joining me in segment one. You can follow him on Twitter at WTSP. Of course, you can find me and my co-host David Harrison on Twitter at JYarko underscore bucks at DHarrison82. And headlines, headlines everywhere. The leadoff, of course, being that Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay on a mega deal. That mega deal, however, we really don't know what's going on with it because Ian Rappaport says that it's a four-year deal for $200 million. $153 million of it is going to be guaranteed. He's going to be the highest paid player in the NFL Pat McAfee, who was the one that broke the news because Aaron Rodgers called him and said, hey, tell the people I'm staying in Green Bay for four more years. Um, he says that those terms are not accurate. And then Aaron Rodgers himself posted on Twitter that those terms were not accurate. So we don't actually know the specifications of the mega deal. But 
Part of that, obviously, was Green Bay retaining the services of Devontae Adams on the franchise tag. If he plays on the franchise tag, we'll have to wait and see. But this goes back to the whole Chris Godwin situation. The Buccaneers can find a way to free up a lot of money very quickly because the Packers were already over the salary cap. And all of a sudden, they're shelling out tens of millions of dollars to just two players on extensions. And, you know, it's they have until the start of the new league year on Wednesday to be able to get under that cap and they'll do it. The saints have been doing it for years. The Packers will do it. The Buccaneers did it last year. It, it's, it can be manipulated, but you have to weigh the options as far as if I manipulate it for this year. How's that going to affect next year? How's that going to affect 2027? You know, things like that. And, and I realize that in this, in this game, in this industry, it's a lot of, I'm not going to worry too far down the road because I may not be here. I got to win while I'm in the building. And if I'm worried about saving money in 2026, I'm doing that potentially for another general manager or another head coach because I'll be gone since I didn't put a winning product out there on the field. The other major news, which stole all the, the headlines and stole the spotlight from Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, is that we did indeed see a veteran star quarterback traded. It won't become official until the beginning of the new league year on Wednesday, but Russell Wilson is now a Denver Bronco joining a division that already has Patrick Mahomes, already has Justin Herbert, already has Derek Carr. So Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos in return, the Seattle Seahawks are getting two first-round picks, two second-round picks, Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris. Now, for all of you sitting there or you know, watching or listening saying, well, why didn't the Bucs make that deal? Okay, well, first off, because Seattle probably didn't want Kyle Trask. A quarterback had to be part of the deal. Um, who, who are the three players going to be? Who are the three players that you're giving up? You don't have a tight end to trade. So there's not a one-for-one -one swap with Noah Fan. I realize Noah Fan's kind of a average, middle-of-the-row kind of tight end, but you only have one right now. So you don't have that to trade away. You know, what What defensive linemen are you trading? You're not trading Vita Vea. You don't have Will Golston. You don't have Indomitian Sue. So this isn't a one-for-one -one comparison, not to mention that the Bucs probably would have had to give up three first-round picks, not two, because of where they're already drafting this year. These are not going to be high first-round draft picks, so you could be looking at three players, three firsts, and a second. It wasn't a one-to-one -one comparison. None of these trades ever are. So when you see a trade made, you know there might have been an offer on the table. We don't know. We probably won't find out. The... Uh, the Washington Commanders had an offer on the table for Russell Wilson. Seattle didn't want to send him to the NFC. That right there negates any deal that Jason Light could have pitched to Seattle trying to get Russell Wilson. Hey, if we're going to trade him, it is not going to be to the NFC, and it's not going to be to a team that we play this year at their stadium because Seattle does come to Tampa. So... Good for Denver. I'm excited for them. I'm excited for Russell Wilson. Uh, I'm excited to watch 
those head-to-head matchups. We get Wilson versus Mahomes, Wilson versus Carr, and Wilson versus Herbert six times next year. Yeah, sign me up. As a football fan, sign me up. Other notable moves throughout the day, I mentioned Devontae Adams. Uh, Jesse Bates, the safety out of Cincinnati, he was franchise tagged. You have Mike Gusecki, the tight end out of Miami. Dalton Schultz, tight end in Dallas. They were all franchise tagged. You had Seattle releasing Bobby Wagner. So I think Seattle has officially entered full rebuild mode. They are blowing it up and they are starting over as they are uh, they're losing guys left and right now. You had Harold Landry get a mega deal with the Tennessee Titans after he wasn't franchise tagged. And then you had wide receiver Mike Williams with the Los Angeles Chargers get a $60 million deal. That probably didn't help the Buccaneers negotiations with Chris Godwin because Chris Godwin deserves way more than Mike Williams. Mike Williams got a lot of money. Good for him. I'm excited for him. Uh, but I think the Chargers might have might have spent up just a little bit too much. So something to bear in mind now with some of those franchise tags, you, like with Gasecki and Schultz, those are two positions of major interest for the Buccaneers. As I mentioned, they only have Cameron Brait right now at the tight end position. OJ Howard pretty much has one foot out the door. We have no idea what Gronk is going to do. So with those guys staying put, that kind of takes the Dolphins and the Cowboys out of the market for a tight end both in in free agency, unless it's kind of a depth special teams kind of guy, but also the draft. Bear in mind that there are some really, really talented tight ends in this draft. Those are a couple teams now that you don't have to worry about anymore having to replace Kaseki, having to replace Schultz. You know, now the Buccaneers, that kind of clears a little bit of a path for them to be able to address that position, probably in the draft. They might even double dip. You're, you're going to need more than one tight end. You're probably going to sign one, probably going to draft one. So two teams now that you don't have to worry about competing with too much for that position. With that, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. David will be back tomorrow and on a Friday. Uh, shout out David Harrison. He is going to cover uh, the, the Friday show and the Monday show and the Tuesday show because I'm out of town for my son's final hockey tournament of the year. It is a hockey dad life. So shout out, David. Much appreciated all the work that he is putting in for this. And we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or watch every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's also free and available wherever you get podcasts. Check out everything I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Send in your emails and voicemails to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com 813-444-5841. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, at EcloskyWTSP, and at Bucks underscore Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another, fire those hands. We thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.